This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Brews and Buzzwords. Today, I am joined by our web and graphic designer, Becky. Uh, today, we're talking about should you buy the blue check mark? So, Becky, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. I wanted to talk about this topic around blue check mark and verifications because it's such a hot topic right now. Our clients are asking, like, should we purchase it? Because there are many available on a lot of social platforms. Um, on a subscription model. Yeah. And I think it has everything to do with trust factors and trust signals in design. Mm-hmm. So to start with, have you heard about the Twitter debacle? With I blue have. Checkmarks? Only, only like recently. And yeah. I did not know it was a thing at all. But yeah, once I kind of delved into it, I was kind of mind blown with how much it's just to me personally, taking a, a turn because I'm one of those people that's like, oh, yeah. the blue check mark, it's so verified and it's so trustworthy. Yeah. And now to see all this like Twitter fiasco around it has just like blown my mind. Yeah. So I think to start with, like blue check marks to us on social media, it's always been this indicator of trust, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could have one if you were a, a big celebrity, if you were a really well known global brand and I think because it's been around for, let's say, like a couple decades at this point, we've gotten familiar with just like seeing it in the back of our subconscious thinking like, that means I should trust what this person's saying. 100%. So what's happened on Twitter for anyone in the audience that is not aware of all of this discourse is on Twitter, you're able to now purchase at $8 a month Mm -hmm. a subscription to get this blue check mark, whether you are a recognized public figure or not. So I could have a blue check mark. You could have a blue check mark. You'd have zero followers, but still have that (laughs) blue check mark. And legitimacy of it is coming into question because you can use that check mark for good or evil. Yeah. And understandably, like I said, like, It's just so like engrossed in my brain that it's trust and it's celebrities and really big brands and people that, you know, are being impersonated per se and have that um, like imposter imposter syndrome almost entering into their daily lives. So they need to have this verified blue check mark and now anybody can have it. And the extent that they had to go through to to get the blue check mark like the like all these background checks and questionnaires and everything and it took so much time yeah to now just being able to basically pay like a monthly subscription to just have it for fun that's exactly it so like back back in the day mm-hmm. well like a year ago <laughs> like if a client was like am i able to get a blue check mark we would pretty much answer with like okay like do you have articles about you? Are there people trying to impersonate you? Do you have that legitimacy? And um, what can we put in your application? Because all of those social channels would actually ask you to fill something out. You'd have to have a photo of your 
like driver's license, your, yeah. your business and corporation and everything. And so it was a lot of jumping through hoops to get that. And that legitimacy was built through this whole application process. Yeah. Now in in the purchasing model that's been introduced, there's now like two parties of people who have blue check marks. The actual earned blue check marks historically, <clears throat> and then your just purchased it right now and forget imposter syndrome. Yeah. There's literally imposter. Yeah. <laughs> like people just pretending to be others. So all of that created this huge like miss mix mix match of like who has a blue check mark and what is actually legitimate which i think yeah. starts to devalue it and then the most recent twist in this whole debacle was that um the legitimate people who had blue check marks that was taken away from them so the only people that now have it are purchasers yeah to add to that confusion so twitter was the first to introduce this subscription model mm -hmm. it has now been introduced beta or trial or whatever on meta so you can have it on instagram as well so I, I don't even know if you're aware of that that like now on facebook and instagram you can also purchase that blue check mark so the, the legitimacy of it in that arena is also starting to go down but i don't think the broader public knows it yet yeah no like i said this was all new to me as well like and it's just it's just mind-boggling because like again you 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 just automatically associate it with a celebrity or or anything like that and have this trust behind it so the fact that like yourself and myself can now you know potentially go get it and just pay monthly for it and like you said it, it completely devalues the authenticity of it and again like you said the history of all these people that have gone like jumped through all of these hoops to mm -hmm. try and get it and been authorized to have it and, you know, are, are legitimate. And now it just, it doesn't mean the same thing anymore. So it's like, how is a user or a customer ever meant to know how legitimate you are now? If anybody down the street can just kind of get it at yeah. any given time, like how are they meant to know who to trust? Right. So I think both in my realm, which is marketing, your realm, which is design, yep. there's this huge aspect of psychology. Mm -hmm. And I think psychologically, we've put this association of trust signals and a built association. So no matter what it means now, the purchasing and everything, we have it deeply ingrained in our brains. Yeah. Can you tell me more about trust signals that you would use in, you know, designing our client sites for them, like in order to build something that's like trustworthy, in order to build that client trust instantly so they mm -hmm. will hand over their credit card so yeah. they will fill out that form. What are you usually designing in there? Yeah. So um, first few things that I would always like try and incorporate and get our clients to, to utilize first and foremost on a homepage, for example, of a web design is testimonials. They go a long right. way. Yeah. Um, real testimonials, you know, um, and again, that again, it's almost like the blue check mark that it just verifies to you automatically in your mm -hmm. head that this company, this business is trustworthy. Add the um, face to it. And that's like even more yeah, powerful. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, video testimonials now of oh, yeah. clients, like real people talking, sharing their experience, um, and it not being just, you know, potentially, yeah, words on a website. So video testimonials go really, really far. Um, and I think just real people 
being in the know and being in the action of their website as well, like putting their staff on their website, putting the people right. that you deal with on the website. Um, all these indications of that authenticity just really speaks volumes for the viewer and the customer. Yeah. We talk about yeah. that all the time, just like yeah. humanizing it, right? Because exactly. like people want to interact with other people yep. and the trustworthiness of like the robots and the AI and the fake businesses yeah. is not really there. No, definitely. And it just, it devalues a lot of things, I think too. And it defers people, you know, yeah. you, you want to deal with real people and you want to know that you're being taken care of. And like you said, that the money you're investing into something that could be a lot of money potentially down the line is going to be worth your while and that you're, you're being taken care of. Yeah. So, you know, IAs and chatbots and things like that come in helpful at random times of the day, maybe for quick questions. But when you're really yeah. investing a lot of money into something, I think people want that human element and that human, um, to be looked after approach. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think um, in terms of like other trust signals on a site, like branching off from like blue check mark and everything, mm -hmm. I think seeing like all of those interact, like MasterCard taken here, that's like legitimacy in a business, right? Like I think yeah. in person, like if you ever see like we accept Amex, mm -hmm. we accept whatever, you're like, okay, like they're using like a trusted payment processor. It's yeah. similar for a website, right? Yeah, definitely. And like, I think just like you mentioned, seeing those familiar brands like MasterCard or PayPal, things like that. Yeah. Um, people more often than not will probably have at least one of the two of those. Um, and two, again, just instant recognizable factor of trust of being able to see, oh, okay, I know if I put my payment method into this, like I, I trust that it's going to go to where it's supposed to go. Yeah. Um, so obviously there there's other situations where they can turn into not being so trustworthy, but like you just have to make sure you're looking out for the right things in the right instances. But yeah, it's that familiarity. It's that knowledge of seeing something that you know and you recognize and it instantly is a trust factor for you. Yeah, I agree. I think in terms of using those trust factors, they can be used for good mm -hmm. or evil. Yep. <laughs> and like on the on the, the evil side of things, it's scams. Mm -hmm. Like I think digital literacy is so important and it's obviously not something that we learned in school. Like it's, it's so new and it's so ever changing that like, I, I don't, I don't even know where, where you go to, to get digital literacy right now on like how to keep up with all of these scams that are happening. Mm -hmm. And we were previously like talking about, okay, like how do you explain to people with like a lower digital literacy how to spot what should be a trust signal, mm -hmm. like a, you know, trusted banking logo and see through that and see that it is a phishing scam, which is so tricky because it can be used against you. So in terms of like scams and like how trust signals can be used against you, have you had any experiences no. of, yes. <laughs> of that happening? Yes, I have. Um, I was probably a teenager at the time. So again, it was, the internet and everything like this, it was all still kind of new and not as big as it is right now. And um, I was just trying to sell uh, like a little digital camera on eBay. Yeah. And someone messaged me and was interested and wanted to purchase it and then... Um, 
I don't think I'd ever even really used eBay before. So there's that whole point of not really knowing how it should go, not knowing the process of it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, yeah, this person was a scammer and they were emailing me, um, but their email address that they had made was almost identical to eBay's. So let's just say it's um, info at eBay.com. I don't know what it is, but for example, that theirs was literally like info at ebay dot something mm-hmm. you know and it was like the smallest thing that you just you just don't pick up on because you open an email and you read it and they had the whole email templated out to be exactly like ebay so the logo the messages and how like you talk to people and stuff um so i just thought okay yeah it's legit kind of thing and again because i didn't really know um I packaged up the camera and I sent it to my local post office and they hadn't transferred me the money, but then I got an email from PayPal, which was also them with another PayPal scam email address (laughs) saying the funds are on hold. Once you release the dispatch um, receipt or tracking number, the funds will be in your account. So again, I'm like, okay, great go drop this camera off at the post office, come home, complete silence. No funds are being deposited. Nothing else is happening. So then I obviously start getting worried, concerned. Um, And then, yeah, it just, it just basically was really apparent then at that point that it was a scam. And um, I remember me and my mom at the time, we're printing off all the emails that we got. And I don't know if you've ever done this when you've printed off an email, but it literally pulls up all the information of email addresses and everything. And it had like a BCC email in it. Oh, it like uncollapses yes, it, right? exactly. Yeah. And this person's email was in that. And so it come from them through this scam email to me. So I could see this person's email. That's one really tricky thing. And I have like yeah. a very similar story. Um, and we, it's literally in our onboarding here at Envision now to be like, don't ever listen if George asks you to go buy Costco yes. gift cards. The <laughs> and it's like emails, hey, it's like, pick me up a hundred dollar Costco gift card. Exactly. And, like, and the way that the scam <laughs> functions is like, I think, you know, I don't know, these, the phishing scam is just like, they know who the CEO of a company is or whoever Mm -hmm. the boss is, and they'll use this sense of urgency. So they will either grab, you know, George's full name and like, Mm -hmm. it's collapsed in most like email browsers to just say their name and not the full email listed out. So it'll simply say like, coming from George Arabian, right? Mm -hmm. And like, it doesn't say like what the actual email is, which we would all happen to know, Mm -hmm. but the urgency that's placed in those is like, hey, I need you to not tell anybody, go grab me some Costco gift cards quickly. I'll pay you back. Like, let me know when you get them. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, like if you get, <laughs> if you get anything from your CEO, most people will like drop all tasks and get going. Right? Yeah. Cause and, you just want to be helpful. So you're like, okay, of course, sure. I'm seeing them tomorrow at the office. No problem. And the vulnerability <laughs> there is just in like the urgency, mm-hmm. the hitting you at a moment of like the power dynamic that's there and everything. Yeah. And I think like, you know, more than once we've had staff Literally that dropped that. everything and and started going until they were like, hey, George, just want to confirm like what the amounts are. And he's like, stop what you're what are doing. What you talking about? Don't do it. I know. Yeah. And it's like an office joke now because it's literally got so many of us. And like you said, some people have 
gone out of their way to go out and get them. So now we're just like, don't ever listen to Costco gift card emails from George. It's not a thing. (laughs) And us being so digital, it's that much of a joke because we're like, we are digitally literate. Like we are going to like the top conferences in the Mm -hmm. country. We are constantly getting like additional education on all of the tools that we use. And like, we're getting scammed by these things too. And it's just like the deeply embedded trust that we have for what something's being represented as online, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's just, it's really hard. And like, you know, if if you were to say, if anyone was to say, what do you look out for? There's so many things. There's so many things. Like you literally have to just check and double check. And like, even my grandmother, like she, she's just reluctant to answer the phone to anyone because of scams. <laughs> and it could be a legitimate call from her bank. And she's like, nope, don't trust it. Yeah. Um, so she is luckily on that side where she just doesn't want to deal with anything like that. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people that that, that simple email, yeah, it just, it gets them. Mm-hmm. And like, you just, the urgency and the panic of doing it, it's, you know, it's simply like, I got to go get that done and I'll do it now. And you don't question it and you don't have time to question it. So I'd say it's like an instance of just like slow down, read things thoroughly. Does it make sense? You know, Um, and just, yeah, ask, ask questions otherwise, you know, totally agree. Mm -hmm. And I think like, as we talk about scams on like this larger scale scale where it actually affects like, you know, you're paying money, mm-hmm. shipping something out to someone, like actually, you know, getting fished and getting your identity stolen. Like those are like the big time scams. But on a smaller scale, like going back to the blue check mark, mm-hmm. spreading of misinformation is like rampant just because that blue check mark gives you that little extra layer of trust yeah. where people are like, what they're saying is more important. What they're saying is probably true. And it will be taken as fact because we just assume blue check mark means you've earned that legitimacy mm-hmm. and that what you're saying is probably news where, mm-hmm. I don't know, new, like news and like these tidbits of information are so easily spread online now. And that layer of legitimacy is like adds to the confusion for sure. Yeah, definitely. And like we were like previously talking about like how easy it is to just make an Instagram profile or a Twitter profile and copy someone's logo or copy someone's profile picture or oh my God, yeah. copy all their description and their links or whatever. Yep. You know, it, it's so easy to do that. Like yep. you don't really get questioned unless someone reports that account. Yeah. And so to now just be able to get that blue f- verification check mark along with that is just like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a whole crazy. new level of that MTV show Catfish. Yeah, literally major Catfish. <laughs> it's like and on top of Catfish, you can get the blue check mark. Catfishers <laughs> and we can do this every yeah. day. Like it's fine. It's, I think it's going to cause a lot of issues I th- personally yeah. on social media and a lot more, you know, scams or situations are going to happen, unfortunately, because of that. Yeah. Online identities. That's like a whole other episode that we're going to have to talk <laughs> yeah. about. because Next that's, week. <laughs> yeah. Like all the profiles that you create and the mm-hmm. permanence or impermanence of them, a whole other conversation. Yeah, definitely. Um, so all of that said, mm-hmm. my question to you is, would you recommend that anyone buys a blue check mark right now? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so torn. Um, in one sense, I guess, like if, if, you are just finding out now with us that, you know, you can buy this blue check mark and anybody could use it. Personally, I wouldn't because I think it's it's going to drastically get devalued, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think there's a lot of other things and a lot of other recommendations that 
ourselves as a company, other companies around the world can recommend to you to build that trust and build that um, respect with clients that isn't necessarily to do with the blue check mark. But if it's something that you really want and you've been wanting for a while and, you know, Instagram's not quite giving it to you or whatever, then go ahead. It's nice and easy to do so. Yeah, Yeah. you can do it. At the low, low price of $8 a month. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I think my opinion on it is, I think it's it's reached the point of cringy, mm. but only for people that know. Yes, exactly. And so it's like the the circle of people that understand this entire dynamic of how, you know, it can be purchased. People who actually legitimately earned it on Twitter do not have it anymore. It's selectively been given out. Mm-hmm. I think it's reached the point of cringy. But I don't think the greater public has that perspective yet. No. Because it's an $8 a month fee, I would say at this point, it's a trial and error time. I wouldn't talk people out of it because of the small investment that it is. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. $8. Skip a couple of coffees and maybe you can be verified for a month. (laughs) Yeah. I guess time will tell how that goes. Time will tell. (laughs) And maybe, you know, in a year's time, we're going to look back and say like, Whoever thought that like a, a blue check mark was trustworthy mm-hmm. and it could mean very little in our minds by that point. Yeah, exactly. Be interesting to see. We'll wait and see. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me, Becky, for Thank this conversation. You. It was so Thank good you. talking to you and learning more about how branding can build trust. Yes. Um, please stay tuned. Check out all of our other episodes of Brews and Buzzwords. Um, and we'll be back next month with another. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.